Did you get your mug? Did you get your mug? I did get my mug. Dan, I Well, nice okay. nice thank you note you sent me. Here's the thing. I'm so asshole. glad that you just brought that up because oh. it it arrived here and I have that saved. I have a mug that I was going to make saved on one of my tabs and I was like, did I end up ordering that? I, I must gonna, have. So I just thought I that was, it was my mug. Dan, that's so sweet. I forgot to wash it for today though. So I can't sip with you. But thank you. I'm I'm very excited about this. I just thought that wow. it was my idea and it was and I was a genius. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on a second. So you got the mug and thought you sent it to yourself. I'm just now telling you that I sent it to you so you did not realize that. I like make yeah. this super cool mug. You get it in the mail and you like I must have ordered that for myself in my sleep. And Dan, my good yeah. friend that did this big fucking favor for me, I don't even remember. Dan, you would be surprised how many times it's a like package shows up. And I go, I don't remember buying that, but I must have. So, yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. This is great. This is a great day, yeah. everybody. Here, I'm waiting for this nice thank you note from Tony, but Tony's like sitting there smugly. Thank me. I thank I, myself I so for smart. making such I did a good such choice. A great job. Wow. Wow, Tony. Wow, friend. Okay, that's good to know. I'm so glad that you told me. Can you imagine if you hadn't brought it up? <laughs> this never would have been resolved. I, should, I would have I thought should, that I did see, it I should, have just, I should have just drank from mine and then you <laughs> like, like, wow, Dan, I made one too. I made one of those. I'd be like, <laughs> what? Hey, watch it! Welcome to Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. Uh, all this month. Oh, I'll let Tony say something. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. I'm Tony. Yeah, barely. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm barely Tony. I'm just, I'm hanging on by a thread, everybody. Don't make me bust out little Tony. <laughs> you can Remember be when replaced. I <laughs> when I totally fell for the fact that you said it was me. <laughs> it is you. Well, it's not you. It's Little Tony. Um, all right, LT. All this month, we're picking movies that we think will annoy the other person. And so, Tony, mm -hmm. uh, ta tell us about the movie you picked to try to annoy me and why you picked that movie to try to annoy me. Well, since the beginning of time, and by time I mean this podcast, uh, you have uh, – I would say – 70 to 80% of the podcast, you oh, brought up E.T. as a bad movie and said that you hate it and your dad hates it. So hates just kicking off this month, I was like, that's the movie we have to do. And I think I annoyed myself more than I annoyed you, which, you can't which is a real me. shitty situation. So you can't annoy me because I'm, I'm, I'm like a detective of hate. You know, I'm like, I'm just ready to find things I can hate about a thing and then go on the internet and reinforce that hate. And, I mean, and just really build it up. I'm just the second part of that. I just hate things and then I get mad about it. See, you get mad. I don't really get mad. I'm just like, Whatever. And that's the problem with this month I'm realizing is I think that any movie I pick for you is just going to make me more angry and you're going to end up laughing the whole time. It's like now. Win. It's a super win. <laughs> This is why you picked this month. This is a bullshit month, Dan. 
completely a bullshit month that I love this month. It's like my greatest favorite thing ever. Um, so E.T., the extraterrestrial, Steven Spielberg uh, uh, directed 1982, an hour and 54 minutes, written by Melissa Matheson, who, who was who, – she was married to somebody. Oh, man. I looked it up. She's married to somebody. Else. Oh, Harrison Ford. Oh, wow. She was married Not to Harrison anymore. Ford from like 80 to like 2004. And then he went off with like Allie McBeal, right? Yeah. Callista Flockhart. Yeah. One, one pound Callista Flockhart. <laughs> <laughs> Blow away oh. in a wind. <laughs> I broke it. Um, and <laughs> she wrote all sorts of other movies, including her last movie. I think she might have died. I don't remember. Oh, that. no. She wrote a BFG, the the stupid giant. Oh movie yeah, the Spielberg giant, yeah. directed, which I which I hear is terrible. So we'll yeah, I never saw it. Point. Never even it never even crossed my mind to to rent it at the time. <laughs> it's a rolled doll thing, and I think rolled mm-hmm. doll is garbage. I think that's the sure. the subtext of everything. Is the good the early Willy Wonka movie is great because of Gene Wilder. Otherwise, rolled doll garbage. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. Gene Wilder is the only reason to watch that that movie. Yeah. Um, and my, I, I told you this story. My neighbor was uh, Mike TV. Did you tell me? I feel like, no, no, yeah, I um, know that does sound familiar. <laughs> yeah. He lived next door to me for years and years and years and years. And then, like, after he moved out, I realized, oh, my God, that's Mike TV. Oh, hold on a second. I know him. Yeah. Super nice guy. Mike nah, TV. I don't believe it. Now he works in, like, banking or something stupid. Um, oh. So, E.T., this is a movie that is beloved by a generation. Mm-hmm. And then I think nobody after that cares. I have that feeling. I Yeah, I can't. I can neither confirm nor deny. Um, but I would agree with you. I don't think, I mean, especially someone that watched it now, I don't think that they would have a visceral reaction to it in a positive way. <laughs> Anyone's like an adult. Maybe if you have like yeah. an eight year old or something, watch it. They might like it. I don't know. The kids, kids really? today have very short attention spans. The movies need to be fun. Like they, <laughs> we don't sit here and just watch an hour of nothing just to get to one moment where they fucking fly in the sky. Like that's that's not enough payoff for us. Have you seen Stranger Things? There's shit happening all the time, and then they flip a van, and you're still like, "Oh, that's the best moment." But there were a lot of good moments before that. If Sorry. you compare this to Stranger Things, you're like, uh, "What this movie does in two hours, Stranger Things does in like the in the in the trailer." In the intro, yeah, like this, the the beginning three minutes before the Stranger Things that happens, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And that's why sort of looking at a movie like this, it, it, which is kind of funny because I've rewatched Jaws and Close Encounters, you know, in the past year. I got to do that. I found the, I mean, Jaws holds up incredibly in my opinion. I mean. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. And, I watch Jaws every July 4th. It holds up and it's an incredible movie. And then Close Encounters, I think, also really holds up. Um, I have not watched that since I was a child. I, th- I You know, we went and saw it when it opened and then. I maybe watched it maybe one other time, and this is maybe the third time I'd ever watched mm-hmm. it. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the whole thing. This movie was like just a train wreck. Just oh my god, uh, very unentertaining, very weird. Yeah. Like just constant weird choices. 
Yeah. If honestly, if if the two kids weren't in it, if they had hired, I think any two kids other than Drew and whoever played Elliot, I think this movie would have been a disaster. So you think the kids were really good, those two kids? I I think those two kids are better than any kids that we have watched in that time era. In my opinion, I think Elliot is able to hold the emotional line through that movie really well. And Drew Barrymore is is adorable. I don't remember her being so cute, but she she had me laughing a couple of times, which is in this movie a real treat because that's pretty rare. Yeah, this this movie. And I mean, I understand people grew up in this. You know, I saw it when I was 17. When did you first see it, Tony? I mean, I, I saw it when I was a kid, but I'll, I will tell you that I, I believe I've only seen it once before we just watched it. I think I saw it as a kid and was like, why would I ever watch this again? And then here we are today. So as a kid, you were just like, meh. Well, as a kid, unlike now, Dan, I was fairly emotional. I was very sensitive as a kid. Like, you, you cried very, like a very little sensitive. bitch during this? I, I believe saying? that I cried. And movies that made me cry, I didn't want to see anymore because I was like, I cry enough in my day-to-day life. I want to go to the movies and either be, like, blown away or have a really, like, laugh a lot. Those are the only two things that I want to see as a kid. And so I, I believe that I saw this one time. It was like, this is a stupid movie. Why would I want to watch a movie that purposely makes me cry? And it turns out it's a fake out, which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to all that. But what the fuck? <laughs> it is. This movie is incredibly emotionally manipulative. It's just manipulate. You know, it's for no, yeah, for no, for no reason. reason. <laughs> for no reason. Right. So stupid. It's maybe not for no reason, but for for no for no sensible reason. It's like there's a lot of movies. I've watched in the past few years that destroy me. There's the one where these people are growing up. Um, oh man, I always forget the name of this movie. And they're they're going to be they're clones of people, rich people, and they're going to get harvested for their organs. It is just a devastating science fiction movie. I mean, you just you get killed by it. And I sure. love this movie. This movie, you know, I love it to death. And I will watch it again in 10 years. You know, these are movies you watch every 10 years because they're just so emotionally brutal. They're they're too much. Yeah. They're too much, but it's like they're they're worth it. This movie. Not worth it. Just to finish your sentence there. But, you know, I know we're going to be crapping on a movie that a lot of people grew up with and a lot of people love because of that childhood connection. And I get that. I mean, you you think the very first Star Wars movie is garbage. I love it because I have that emotional childhood connection, you know. And and then it, this is this is my monster squad, which I think is the greatest film of yes. all time. For some reason, <laughs> most people don't see that. I don't understand it. I'll argue it till I die. But yeah. that's fine. And and what's so funny about this movie is it has that emotional connection. And so I'm sure people would lay down their lives for this movie. But I don't think it really resonates culturally because they never did anything else. Yeah. And I think Spielberg, like I was reading about, there's like a a ride at the theme park, right? The E.T. Adventure. Have you ever been on that? Is that the one where you're on the bike and you're like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done it. I've done it. It's fun. Very corny. We went to Universal Studios right before they closed it down forever, and there was no one there. No one cared. And oh, that's they, sad. They closed the one here in L.A. They closed the one. And there was one in, like, Tokyo. There's still one in Florida. And Spielberg was so pissed about them closing the other <sighs> two, he almost ended his relationship with Universal Studios. With Universal. Whoa! So Spielberg has 
a, a piece of him that this movie is more sure. important. And I think, and that's why I think there never was a sequel is probably because, you know, you can't, can't mess with perfection. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to tamper with, with, uh, with that. Yeah, I guess. So if, if you're watching this and you love this movie and you shared it with your children and your children love it, leave us a comment, explain if they did love it or if your kids were like, what the hell is this, dad? You know, we want to watch Stranger Things. Yeah, I agree. Something good. You know, what's weird, though, is that they made like 50 sequels to Jaws, which is, in your words, a he, perfect film. He didn't own them. He didn't Spielberg, do them? Uh, no, it's Peter Benchley's novel. Based okay. on the novel, I believe. So are there more than one? Is it a series of novels? No, it's just one novel, but I mean, okay. think about but this. it's not his creative. No. It's not his baby. It's okay. Not his I baby. see what you're saying. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is sometimes when something's your baby, you know, you want to maintain control of it because they certainly yeah. have hoard this hoard ET's visage out into a million <laughs> products. I follow yeah. some guys that collect ET and they just have made so much stuff. And there's bootleg stuff, and it's all weird, and it's all hideous, and it's all great and hilarious. <laughs> it's all hideous. Oh, hideous. He's so hideous. Oh, oh he's, he's a so weird. I don't. He, so, one of the most surprising things of watching this movie is when I first saw E.T., and I was like, is that what he looked like? I don't remember that because as a kid, the, the one thing I remember is thinking E.T. was cute, but he's not. He's not you know who cute. was cute? Mac. Mac's cute. No, Mac is cute. Mac's hideous. He's cuter than E.T. E.T.'s got this weird body, and he's like, boop, boop, boop. the way he walks is very heavy-footed. I don't like that at all. At least Mac is like this little <laughs> cute little guy running around. I don't um, know. We're going to start with a question to you, Tony. This is something I came up in my research. How old do you think E.T. is? Oh, Dan, I wrote plenty of notes about this, actually, yeah. because okay. this this has been bothering me while I was watching it because he's assuming I, you know, their species is similar to ours in any way. He was brought along on this mission, yeah. so he's probably not a child, I wouldn't think. He Oh, you think he is a child? I well, let's let me rephrase that. I don't remember. You know, I remember seeing the movie, not caring about it. But I, if you were to ask me, you know, ten years later, what's that movie about? It's about this alien child getting left behind. And no, that's I, Mac and Me, Dan. No, I know that's Mac and Me, but <laughs> even though I didn't know anything about Mac and Me until we watched it for the show, um, yeah, I, I just made that assumption because there's like a Star Trek episode that's based on, and I always assumed that was okay. the gag, is that was his parents and they left him behind, and then I'm watching it and I'm like. Oh, those aren't his parents. They're not leaving him behind. They're leaving him they're behind. Like, but yeah, they're just but, like his his brothers, his comrades, like and, his his peers. That's the word I was looking for. More importantly, they know they left him behind. One hundred percent. They're calling for him. They're like, hey, hey, okay, he's not coming. Let's pack it up. Which I found very weird. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like, <laughs> why do you guys leave? Come back the next night and pick him up. I don't. I, I don't Dan, understand. There's the first. First of all, the first 20 minutes, because that scene, this intro scene is such a slog and nothing happened. You could accomplish them leaving behind in one minute. Like, and it would have the exact same emotional toll on me because it's, there's no, there's nothing. You don't, uh, anyhow, back to what you're saying. 
they they don't care that they leave him like they're calling okay. for him and it, it doesn't it's not it doesn't seem to be because the humans are coming for them like i didn't get the sense that they felt they were in danger it just no. felt like they were like okay we're packing it up moving on to the next world <laughs> you're late we gone <laughs> right like it's like when you when your parents are like if you're not there in 30 seconds we're going to the mall without you and then the one time they do and your heart is broken and you're <laughs> Anyhow, did that happen to you? Of course, it happened to me because I was never in the car on time. I take I take a long time to get ready in the morning. All right, so if you if you set a time, as you know, if it's like we're going to the mall at ten o'clock, I'm waking up at nine a.m. I might sleep through the alarm. Maybe it's nine thirty. If I wake up at nine thirty, I'm screwed. I'm not coming, and no one's gonna wait for me because nobody likes me, Dan. <laughs> they really like leave me behind. Went to the mall. Oh, of course, they got stuff what to do. do of course, my parents would never <laughs> leave one of their children behind at home. Well, they're not leaving me behind at the mall. No, <laughs> they're leaving even me at, at home. home. I got plenty of things to do at home. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so okay, so they they just leave him like he'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. So it's not they're not panicking. They they're not no. worried about him because they don't come back until he calls them. So that to me that means they don't even remember where they left him. Like they don't they're so not worried about it that they're not like, oh shit, that's right, he's on Earth. That's where we last saw him. They're like, Well, we went to eight planets that day. I remember him at this one, not these ones, but I don't remember exactly. Like, it's so weird. So he can't be a child. I don't think so. She, you, you just ruled out child. Okay, any other any other information? So my the only other thing I can say is that he seems to pick up on things relatively quickly so i feel does, like does he like building things because he built that well, transponder mean, he, he, he built the communication device but like yes. everything else he he acts like he doesn't know anything oh no no yeah yeah. i meant like yes so technology like the one thing that he does is he builds that thing but he doesn't he doesn't learn about it first so he's already done it so that to me, that means that he's probably got a manufacturing job of some sort on his planet. So he's probably like twenty, like twenties to early thirties, kind of a loser. Uh, probably lives with his parents still, and he's like, this is his first trip away from them. You know that sort of thing. Okay, so but I mean, he has no ability to communicate. I mean, the child is smarter at establishing communication than ET. So ET yeah. might be brain damaged. <laughs> Okay, so so how so give me give me your best guess. How old do you think ET is? I'm going twenty five. Okay, I think he's the quarter century or whatever that equivalent is in that species' lifespan. I think he's a quarter of the way through his lifespan. Okay, I guess uh, it, this. I read this in the novelization of ET the movie. Is that he, right behind you? No, this is by this the is way? letters to ET. Okay. It's the book of letters that children have written. Oh, okay. We'll maybe get to a couple of those before the end of the show. I hope we do, Dan. Um, oops. Ah. I'm sorry, e. I threw you off. E.T. is 10 million years old. Okay, so uh, see that now I don't know. How long does the species live? Well, if he's 25, they live uh, 500 million. No, wait. <laughs> yeah. 20 million. Listen, math is not. <laughs> Times I didn't times sign up for that. Four, so they live to be like 80 million years old. 
Okay. But, well, but we don't know. So, so it, do, it doesn't say whether or not that's old or young is what you're saying. To no, me. I don't think it says. Okay. But, but, you know, he, he doesn't – the stupid Elliot kid has to understand communication more than stupid E.T. Yeah. But he does learn to talk. Which I don't know if you've ever tried to learn a language, Dan, later in life. Because if he's, what is he, 10 million, 10,000? How old is he? 10 million. (laughs) So you're saying since he's so old, he doesn't have the ability to learn anymore. He's like, yes, it's hard. Big brain's all filled with, you know, how to take apart a speaking spell and and, telekinetic stuff as well. (laughs) So much telekinesis going on in that brain. Okay. But not not enough. Which, of course, so we, we start, there's the alien ship, they come to our planet to steal our plants, the ship is full of mushrooms. Oh, wait. Is that is that it? That's what they're here for. Because steal I had a lot of questions about what they're doing here. He digs up a How- plant at one point, a little tree, a little sapling. And so that so you're, you don't think they're just testing the soil? No, they're stealing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> So they're they're like they're just a bunch of assholes. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know they build the ship. I don't understand. (laughs) So, just based off of I, because I agree, he doesn't seem to understand a whole lot. But we're we're to believe that this species has conquered international, not international, (laughs) interdimensional, like whatever space travel. You know what? Space travel. I'm going. I mean, they can fly through space much, much fast to get from their planet to our yes. planet. Yes, that's that's what I'm idea. trying to say. They yeah. have probably faster than light speed. Yeah, but uh, um, but they, they don't they seem don't like an sh- advanced species. Well, may, maybe it's, these. You know, the truth of the matter is, maybe these dudes just stole that ship, and this like a just, just joy, like the plant. They're okay. joyriding around. The, maybe these these guys are really. They're like the Ferengi. They're like crimp. You don't even know what the Frankie is. Oh, God, I really don't. <laughs> okay, so we'll, let's start the movie. Um, the alien ship Did- lands, mushrooms inside. ET goes out. They're stealing trees. ET's walking amongst the sequoias, which of course, the we have the sequoias in Southern California. It's like what? wrong. That's wrong. That's not um, where they are, Dan. I live in Southern California. That's not where they are. Yeah, I know. You're right. The whole the whole ship is like a botany. Shit. Yeah, because they're going around. Oh, okay. they're, they're going from plant to plant, collecting plant samples because their okay. world is dying. I ordered the 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 only other ET content there is is there's a novel, a second novel called The Green Planet, and I ordered it, so I'm going to read that. And is it a can, sequel or a prequel? Do you know? I, I think it's a, okay. a, a a sequel. Okay. So then all these trucks show up, and all these people start clomping around people that do not know how to use flashlights that you can never see their faces that have the jangliest, loudest keys. You know, that Peter Coyote's character's name in the script is keys. I mean, I didn't know that, but I believe it because we see the keys so many times and they never come into play the whole time. I was waiting for us to need to steal the keys in order to like get out of the the compound or something. That never had. I don't know why we saw the keys so much. It was so weird. Like what? I don't misleading foreshadowing. I guess. So ET's pinned down. They're somehow between him and the spaceship, but they're not really between him and the spaceship. And so yeah, yeah. Because that's the whole thing is he should have just been able to run on the spaceship, and the spaceship takes off. But yep. instead, he just stops in the spaceship. Just it, who knows? 
so much jangling keys and the egg ship just leaves and they leave his dumb red heart alone. Um, Tony, what is E.T.'s main uh, magical power? Glowing? No. That's not his main power? Glowing? Well, he's got two powers. What are his two real powers? I thought it was glowing his red heart and telekinesis. Telekinesis. It feels like a power. I can't can't glow my heart. Can you see my heart? No, you can't. uh, Telekinesis and healing. Can can he telekinesis himself? Okay, first of all, I did forget about the healing. That's right, because the ouch. The The ouch. I forgot about forgetting about the healing. (laughs) The other whole aspect of this stupid movie. (laughs) And it seems like no. Right? So wait, he could telekinesis a bike with him sitting yeah, on it, but he can't telekinesis But he's not himself. affecting himself. He's not changing his own. Like, he's just lifting the bicycle. He just happens to be in it. That's so stupid. <laughs> so is that really what you thought? You, you thought later on in the movie, the reason why he didn't just fly back to the ship was he couldn't use his telekinesis? I figured it just didn't work on their anatomy. Because maybe their bones are less hollow <clears throat> or something. Okay, the kids are now. We now we're going to start meeting the kids. The kids oh, are playing playing D and D. Elliot's a little bitch. They send him yep. for pizza, and he's waiting. Have you ever waited outside for the pizza guy? No, because that's weird. <laughs> I, I I had a couple of problems with this scene because he. How old is Elliot? Problems. Don't don't I don't know. Seven Probably or eight, seven or eight, right? I yeah, guess. you're gonna send him out to meet the pizza guy. First of all, that's, I mean, maybe, you know, a different time, I'm sure. But I would never send a small child to go meet with a grown man out in the driveway where he could just, you know, oh, pick him up, put him in the car, game over, kid's dead. But also, they only ordered one pizza, Dan. Yeah, I know. There are four or five boys. I can't remember. That means they they get maybe two pieces a piece. That's, no, nope. Sorry, that's not going to happen. So Elliot, like, sort of has a feeling, and so he he walks out to the shed, which I think they called the woodshed at one point. Um, yeah. And without wood in it. More importantly, they're right next to a cornfield. Is that what it is? That's a cornfield. That was like I, a cornfield. I so believe. Next, I just the next to the sequoias and yep. a cornfield. And a path that, like, separates them both, it seems. Because there's that red gate that he sees, right? There's the weird gate that goes up to something. <laughs> so so he thinks something is in the shed, which is completely lit up. And what does he do? He throws a baseball in there. And what does E.T. do? He, I assume, telekinetically throws it back. Whatever. Or picks it up and throws it back. Who the fuck cares? I don't think he's got the... The motor functions for that. He doesn't seem to have a lot of control over his long arm extremities. But, you know, what do oh, I know? So, wait, Elliot, put the put the pizza on the wet grass. Didn't put yeah. it on a table. This kid, man. Puts it on the wet grass. This is why you don't send children out with your food. They're not bright enough. Children are stupid. Now, I'm worldly, e- worldly I, enough. I'm E.T. I found this woodshed. I am hiding. Do yeah. I throw that? Why would I throw that ball back? No, you, you, in fact, you back away slowly from the ball, thinking someone's going to come and get the ball and maybe see you. Yeah, ATs dumb. Your, 
Cover yourself in stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah. So Elliot runs back inside, and you have all this weird goblin stuff that goes on, and they refer to him as the goblin, which I, yeah, I, no one worked. I, so never worked. I don't – was it D&D that they were playing? I thought they said a different name. Well, they were playing D&D. Okay. Well, okay, I mean, Dan. We didn't see we didn't see actual D&D stuff, but, you know. It was, it was a tabletop RPG. I'll give you that. But I don't know if it was D&D, and maybe there's goblins in this game, and that's where it comes from. Well, there are goblins in D&D. Are there? Not in my D&D. Of course there's goblins in D&D. We don't like goblins. Pull out the monster manual? I'd like you to pull out the manual. Yeah, give me your... Goblins, (laughs) hobgoblins, bugbears, owlbears. Owlbears? Yeah. My dungeon master was not very creative then. Your dungeon master was... So... He runs back inside, yells at the other kids. The kids are all like, woohoo! And they all come, they grab knives. They all grab knives. Yeah. Mom grabs a knife. I thought, well, was, I thought mom yelled to put the knives away. When but she's then outside, she grabs one of her own. When, when she's outside, she is holding a knife. Holding so maybe she took a it knife. away from the kid and was like, you can't handle this, but I can. So they look in there. They One of the kids takes one of the pieces of pizza. They look in there. Well, hold, hold on. Let's talk about this knife real quick because I just want to – you're not going to grab a knife when you go out to confront something. You're going to want something with a little more range, Dan, maybe a baseball bat or a hockey stick where you can like be a good three feet away and still connect a knife. You got to get in close. This is like a real personal weapon. You got to get within breathing distance of this thing to stab it. That's very dangerous. If you're grabbing a knife, think again, grab something different. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I would grab something with more heft if I had it, but if I didn't have it yeah, right there, sure. if I didn't have a baseball bat, because I don't have a baseball bat in the house, I usually pick up my cane. No, I do not have a, I do not play baseball. You got a cane. I have a cane, and I have knives. So I'd either Classic. take my cane or my knife, or... Do you have duct tape? No, I don't have duct tape. Oh, shit. I was going to say you can make yourself like a nice spear. Tape yes. that knife to the end I'm, of the cane. Got a poking device. <laughs> so they go out there. They look at the footprints. They say, "Oh, it's a coyote." Not no, not a coyote that I've ever seen in my life. It's the first of all, it's a giant coyote, but with its legs very close together. So it's like a weirdly shaped coyote. I don't know. So one of Dumb the kids, kids. So the kids give up. They go back inside. One of the kids grabs a piece of the pizza. They leave the rest of the pizza behind. And then the mom yells at them for ordering a pizza, which is like the craziest thing. She's a single mother. She is always going to want to have those kids order pizza. Where was she when they ordered the pizza? Because she's in the kitchen. She's standing there. Okay. That's what I thought, too. All right. They also, you know, whatever. I watched the Cinema Sins on this thing, and I was watching this movie. There are two cans of Raid bug spray sitting on the D&D table. On the D&D table. Well, they got a lot of bugs. Ah, ah, and then you eat it. Okay. So, um, so the kid gets obsessed for some reason, un- unknowable reason, and sleeps outside, right? Sure, I would do that. And then he You got to catch the predator. He goes back there and he goes into the cornfield and with a flashlight, and boom, there's E.T. Ah! Which was funny. It's horrible. It's horrible, horrible. I, I like when E.T. screams. He's got a funny scream. Whoever did that scream, they got a funny voice. So Elliot, not afraid of E.T. Not afraid of E.T. at all. Yeah. Well, kids, right? I don't know. 
Although my four-year-old nephew is afraid of everything. Literally everything. <laughs> like, well, how does that manifest itself? He's afraid of everything. Um, I, I don't want to make fun of him. He's a sweet, sweet kid. But like he Just give us one one thing that's kind of like Okay, oh one God, thing. We were playing kid. Fortnite together uh last weekend and I bought this skin for the Green Arrow, DC's oh, Green sure. Arrow, and he quit playing with me because Couldn't he was so it. scared of Green Arrow. Because you had that creepy and because I had the, he's just, yeah, he's got a hood on, and yeah. he was like, You have to change characters or I won't play with you anymore. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you got you to gotta grow up a little bit. Come on, man. So now Elliot goes out there the next morning. This this movie all takes place in these sort of little morning segments, day segments, night segments. It's just like boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And just, we just roll through time. Like at the end, yeah. like hours, you know, like supposedly hours would have passed. And, you know, we've gone from... Six o'clock in the morning till, till sunrise, and the characters and most only of it's live them like just th- biking. three minutes of their life. What? I said, and most of it's just them biking. So, like at that end scene, it seems like they they were biking for like two to three hours, in in what I could tell. But whatever. So he is out there leaving the Reese's pieces as bait, and then ET's picking them up. Uh, delicious candy, by the way. It's one of my favorite candies. So then we have a whole family scene where they say it's a pervert or a deformed kid. One of the kids says penis breath. <laughs> Hell, penis breath. Uh, you, never, we, you never called someone penis breath before. Then we'll find out that. <laughs> then we find out that dad's in Mexico screwing his secretary. Grow up, Elliot. Oh, Hold on. what? I feel I kind of I think I missed the jab, whatever that discovery is, because Mexico's brought up a couple times and she always cries. And I I didn't understand what was happening. The basic idea is all the kids know that dad's in Mexico stooping the the secretary. And so when they bring it up, it like is like a knife in mom's heart. And it's like, good job. Got it. Got it. What a dick then. Yeah. Oh, way to go, dad. Oh, no. This is the point at which Elliot's sleeping in the backyard. And here comes E.T. Still, he does not know how to make the flashlight go on to E.T. Holding a flashlight does not know how to move the flashlight up, even though in the cornfield he was able to move a flashlight up. They choose not to do that. Maybe he ran out of arm strength. Now he lures E.T. into the house. And it's so weird. So E.T. can eat our food. Okay. Yeah. So he he comes up there. That's what was weird? Just... Oh god, we'll get to all that. <laughs> so he 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 gets him to come into the into the house, and yeah. Et goes right into his uh, into his his room. Et purrs, <laughs> which is kind of creepy if you think e. about e. it. Purrs. Did you notice Et purrs? Well, he makes him sleepy, right? The purring oh, like puts Elliot to sleep, right? Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, so, which I thought was was weird and creepy, and you know. That's a little that's, dangerous. That's how they make the ET babies. <laughs> and did you also notice that he had a full-sized fire extinguisher in his room? His his room, yeah, for sure. Gigantic full-size fire Listen, extinguisher in his room. I'm all about fire safety, guys, but that kid can't use it. He's not going to be able to use it. It's did bigger you, than he is. Did you have a fire extinguisher in your house? I we did not have fire extinguishers, but we had fire ladders. 
in each of our rooms. Yeah, so they hook onto the window and you can climb down. And we uh, we we used to do like drills on them. So, that sounds way more serious than it was. We just we climbed over them so we understand how they work. So Keys is back out in the forest looking for ET with metal detectors. Um, he finds yeah, wh- some of the Reese's pieces. I, so all of this confused me because I didn't believe by the time they were done, I was like, maybe they're not metal detectors because I don't know how. I don't even understand what they're looking for then, Dan. I, okay. All right. Doesn't matter. We're going to get to my, my favorite scene in the movie. And then we're going to say, what the F is this movie? And so oh, he, great. he finds a little pile of the Reese's pieces and he eats yeah. some off the ground. In the yeah, you got to make sure what you got to make sure you know what they are. Always taste it. <laughs> so Elliot fake sickness. Um, no TV. Did he, did he heat sickness. up the thing with a lamp? Yeah. It, would that work? Sure. I mean, I, I figure it could work. It makes more okay. sense than not sense. I don't know. Okay. So ET, he's, he shows ET jaws. He shows him Greedo. Mm-hmm. He shows him all this thing, shows him a hot wheel. E.T. tries to but, eat the Hot Wheel. But we don't get to see any of this because the whole scene is backlit and we're, the characters are in shadows. Whose decision was that? I don't understand. This whole scene is in darkness except for the window behind them. This is dumb, Dan. I was so annoyed for like four minutes. This whole movie, at no point does anyone just turn on a light. <laughs> yeah, for, for I, big uh, swaths of this movie, there are like so these weird. crazy lighting things that occur, and you're just like, "What the hell?" Um. Okay, so the brother uh, kid spills shit. I don't know what that means. The dog does not <laughs> like ET, but later the dog likes ET. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he's you know he's a very charming individual. Uh, Wins you over. So the brother comes home, they talk of asteroids, high scores, and the brother meets E.T., and E.T. does the neck extension thing. I was like, why, why, what is with E.T.'s neck? And I didn't remember he, he moves that he neck He can up elevate it. For some, sure. some unknown genetic reason. Maybe so you can, like, hide in the weeds, and then, like, bloop, 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 like a periscope, he's, and then go back down? I don't know. Evolution. Alien. Uh, mom comes home. He tells everybody, I'm keeping him. Don't tell mom because, you know, mom's crazy cat woman. Uh, key man <laughs> by day, blah, blah. Then we do a whole thing where they we, we establish that E.T.'s from another planet with a globe and him doing some telekinesis. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now we have the point where there's like the dead chrysanthemum and E.T. is like in the other room and it just Dan. comes to life. So let's go back to this learning that he's an alien thing, because this scene takes, I don't know, six, seven, ten minutes, maybe pretty much for him to tell him. Yeah, there's a there's this brilliant TV show on the CW called Roswell. At one point, one of the characters says, where are you from? And all this guy does is do this. And we all know he's from outer space. That's all it takes. You can get that done in eight seconds. All right. I was like, just, I I already know. How do these kids not know? These are the dumbest kids on Earth. Well, no. E.T.'s the dumbest creature on the planet. He's little, On our planet or his little, planet? <laughs> you know, maybe that was the thing. Maybe they like, you know what? Maybe, maybe he's, they punked him. You think they deserted him on Earth? <laughs> I'm 
can't even think he's that. the annoying friend and they're just like yeah you know what go go find the bush over there i think i see something and they're like go 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 pack it up let's go they ditched this little bitch because they were sick of his bullshit. He's a little brain-damaged freak, and they were sick of it. Oh you know, they're just like, dude, you're out. You're out. Sorry. You're Sorry, out, bro. You're out of the group. Nobody likes you. We voted you off the island. Or maybe it's like a test. Maybe it's like, you know, that thing where they send you off into the wilderness to see if you can survive? Oh, you got to go on your spirit test. journey and kind of find yourself. Yeah. Okay. He didn't do very good, I don't think. He fucked the pooch. So the plant just <laughs> he doesn't and this is like another thing that like, you know, since I haven't seen this, he doesn't revive the plant. The plant just auto revives by being near him. Which is confusing. I don't understand because it doesn't seem like he affects anything else in this yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Except this one special plant. And why does he do that? So that we know when he's alive and dead. Uh huh. Because it's a stupid plot <laughs> device. This is this is a writer or yeah. a director making a stupid decision, and as opposed to like make you know just because he wants to make a point of like how, well how do we how do we tell stupid Elliot at the end of the movie that ET is not dead? Well, we br- we magically bring this one specific plant back into the yeah. room and set it there, and then Elliot, you know, it's just really it's it's lazy storytelling. And there would have there you easily could come up with a better solution to this, but this movie would rather oh, sure. spend fifteen minutes trying to explain to these kids that he's from outer space, as opposed yeah. to doing some real storytelling and some real connection and making the connection between Elliot and E.T. real for some reason. That's my problem with the whole movie. That when you you just hit on what I strongly dislike about this movie, they never build a connection. And so as a child, I fell for it. I was like, oh, this is so sad. As an adult, I was like, they they aren't even friends. They're barely acquaintances. They don't have a bond. They don't they don't ever like connect over anything. It's just like, oh, and now he's dying, and now he's not. And the kid's all sad. And I was like, ah, this is actually not that good emotionally. There's no shared experience between these two characters. Yeah. It's mostly, Where are all the fun hijinks that they should go through and like bonding experiences and like they have to depend on each other. They become best friends. Nope. Yeah. Um, kids, your anus. Okay, so now they're going to school. Ellie goes to school. That was a good joke, though. That was a good joke. <laughs> uh, Gertie is left home. Mom senses E.T. for a second and then goes and he's like, E.T. knows to sit. She goes and opens the opens the thing. Well, actually, the, the one other thing you could do in this stupid movie is you could just assume that now that they have the connection, E.T. has access to all this knowledge. So instead of, like, throwing a ball yeah. back to mom, he's going to act like he's not there. Yeah. Because <sighs> okay. they got the telepathic link. So How many times, Dan, do they leave Drew Barrymore home unattended as so a four-year-old? Many, so many the the night stalker has crawled in that window and done unspeakable things to her so many times so uh, many times it's just it's wild to me i was i was shocked and appalled every time so now we're going to do the whole school thing and in the midst of this we cut back and forth and the dog falls in love with et but we're we're in there right. there's the cute little girl who i guess is erica alaniac from Baywatch, the blonde girl. 
What? Really? I believe so. I believe so. Wow. Yeah. So she's like making goo-goo eyes at him. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought so, too. Yeah. She makes goo-goo eyes at him. Now, he's getting drunk. And so So Elliot Elliot gets getting drunk. We've never seen this connection form between the two of them, but I guess no. once E.T. purrs and, and there, you, you've, you've connected with him in some weird way. Oh. That's my assumption, right? Because I hadn't thought about that because he puts him in Yeah, I hadn't thought about that either, yeah. And that's when he, you know, he soul bonds with him for what reason. It seems like an incredibly dangerous thing to do if you're 10 million years old and you're soul yeah. bonding to a thing that doesn't live to be more than 100. And yeah, just bad kill choice. You. Bad choice. Yeah. Bad, bad choice. <laughs> so now he's getting drunk, and now Elliot's drunk, and he looks over at the girl like a drunk, and she's all like, "Ew, ew, yeah." So she's what? gone from loving him at the bus, loving him from the thing, then you're a drunken piece of garbage. Ooh. So I have two thoughts on this. One, she's very hot and cold, and you know, classic oh, oh, hot girl syndrome right there. <laughs> And then my second thought was a little bit darker. Women. And it and it was like maybe it's because she has a drunk abusive father. And so she knows, like she knows the drunk she's like I can't do this again. You know what I mean? So it's like an internal struggle she's having. That's okay. what I wrote down. So now she hates him. Uh we're starting with this scene <laughs> spell. Now they're going to all kill frogs. That's the best toy in the world. What? The Speaking spell? Speaking spell. I was obsessed with those. Now, Elliot saves all the frogs. Wait, can we, Dan, yeah. so you were a kid in a, not the I, same I, time, I, but I a similar time. A Absolutely. How Did you guys dissect frogs that I, young? Oh, that young? God, no. God, no. Okay, no, 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 yeah, because no, no, no. we, we did it in high school. You do it in high, you do it in high school biology okay. one, basically, which yes. you're going to be yeah. taking okay. that in... In tenth grade, probably about the earliest. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is crazy. Like this is way too young. And then they have to watch them die, or and not die, I guess, because they're technically alive. Because he's just pa- knocking them out with chloroform. They, I am. They, they want these kids to cut these things open and see the beating heart of that frog. And I, I come from I, a very sciencey family. I barely made it through dissecting a frog. And if they'd have yeah. tried to make me dissect a beetle pig, I probably would have passed out and died. I, I did the pig as well. It was not a, it was not a fun experience for me, but at least they were dead. They were dead and preserved. You, they have to watch. It's an alive frog in a jar. You throw poison gas in there and close the lid. And then you have to watch it like struggle and be like, please help me. And then die. And then you have to take it out and cut it open. This is emotionally scarring, Dan. More importantly, from a faceless science teacher. (laughs) Just the dark man. I don't want to kill him. So, so scene trip me up. So, Ellie. Uh, so, ET is watching TV. He's watching The Quiet Man with John Wayne, and The Quiet did Man did not know that. Of course, you didn't. Um, <laughs> one of John Ford's movies that he had to bribe the studio to get made. And oh wow, yeah, he had to do. How did what, it do? He, he had to sign off on a, doing a bunch of westerns. So that oh, he could okay. make his his dream film, which is about you got wheeling and dealing, baby. Yep, 
That's and so so Elliot's body is connected with ETs, and so this scene in the movie, he kisses the girl, who's what's her name, the classic redhead. And so he reenacts this by stepping on another kid and grabbing the girl and basically kissing her against her will. Because E.T.'s yeah. command has taken over him. Yeah. 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 It's what? a messed up scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all very weird. But you know what is fun about this whole scene is when E.T. walks what's, into the tell, cupboard. Tell me what's fun about rape. No, 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 Jesus, Dan. Not the not the Elliot side of the equation. Tell me what's e. funny about sexual abuse, Tony. <laughs> Tell me, God. When E.T. <laughs> e. drunk and he walks into the cupboard, just eh, that's that made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, it was the funny. rest of it, no, it's nonsense. I don't understand the whole situation. So, you know, but in in Elliot's defense, she seemed to like it. She did the toe curl. Did she do the toe curl? She did the toe curl. Tell That's me. a good sign for all those people out there that haven't kissed somebody. If a girl does the toe curl, you're in. There it is. So they release all the frogs. This this guy has like literally a million frogs. And then yeah, there's they, so many more frogs than there are students in this room. <laughs> and then like the two hundred frogs are throwing frogs out the window. Like so, they're dead anyhow. You know no, what I mean? Because that's gonna go live. They're gonna find, they're gonna do go you to, think so? How far are they on the first floor at least? Yes, they are absolutely. On the first floor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. I don't remember. So mom gets home. E.T.'s drunk, Gertie's there, and somehow Mom walks past E.T. like three times and never notices And E.T. walks past Mom, and that dude's got the heaviest feet I've ever heard. So what does she think is happening? It's like a rhino is in her house. Dunk, 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 nothing. She doesn't pay any attention. She's a bad mom. Now, E.T. in drag. So the kids come home, and Gertie has put E.T. into drag. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I have a little plastic figure of E.T. and drag that I used for a little thing I did, a little internet video I made, which you can watch <laughs> yeah, you did. on this channel. Everybody check that out on Dan's YouTube page, ASMR. ASMR, mm. E.T. ASMR. Um, and so I'm watching this, and I figured, I figured that was E.T.'s Halloween costume. Oh, I mean, that would make sense. But no. But no, he's a ghost. He's a ghost. Yeah. Just, just a gag a that they did for this because they wanted just to Just for the scene. They wanted to, you know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so now we cut to night. I guess this isn't Halloween. I guess Halloween's the next night. So oh. the, the feds are driving around in their van listening to what people are saying in their houses. And How are they doing that? Uh, what you do is you have like this thing. And I mean, you can't really do it from the van. But what it is is okay. when, you, when you talk... I believe this is how it works. The wind, the window in your house vibrates a little bit, right? Because you know you're you're, sure. you're sending okay. out sound waves and then your that. sound waves. Okay. And so then, if I point a thing at that, I can then get those sound waves off of the window. Is that real? I hear what you're saying? I believe so. I mean, that's impressive. Great job, government. I think that's a big spy thing. But right. whatever, you know, it's your classic thing of the government having an ability. Because they have an ability. Hey, great. It's a great ability. I'm going to start using it. The feds know that they have E.T. in there. Right at that point, they know. That is correct. Do they do anything? 
No, I mean, I you would just storm the house, right? I mean, you don't even have to storm it, I guess. Really, you just knock on the door and be like, hey, you've got government property. It's a fucking alien. Give it to us. My other problem with this movie as a whole is that the humans aren't necessarily doing anything wrong. Usually in movies oh, like this. Well, let, oh, let, let's, let's talk about that at the end. Okay. Let's talk sorry. about that at the end. That's I a, get excited. That's, that's a huge point. We're going to talk about why this is okay. such a terrible movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So E.T. Cut, uh, Elliot cuts himself. E.T. heals it. E.T.'s purring. Right. He's Ouch. breathing. And now the plants are starting to die and E.T.'s starting to die. Now, why? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I thought maybe I missed something because I, nope. I, I don't remember exactly when I fell asleep, but I did fall asleep in this movie. And then I went back and tried to rewatch what I, I, you know was, what I, you know what I love, Tony? I love that? that this is hate your brother week and you have <laughs> chosen this movie to punish me and to torture me. And what do you do? You fall asleep during the movie. It's not a good movie. But that's I, not, have you fallen asleep during any of our other movies? Uh, Tenet. I fell asleep in Tenet and had to stop it and watch it the next day. And both of those were my movies that I chose. And I I was so disinterested in them that I fell asleep twice. And this is like, I'm not, it's not like I'm watching this movie at like midnight and I'm just like, oh, I can't stay awake. I'm watching this in the middle of the fucking day, Dan. And I'm so bored to death that I'm falling asleep at like 3 p.m. on a Friday. I'm just, I'm so happy that you you bored yourself to death with your own movie. I, yeah, I got to think of something better so for two happy. weeks from now. I don't know what it's going to be, but I, it's got to be something different. So the next day's Halloween. They're going to go Halloween trick or treating at three o'clock in the afternoon. Et's dressed like a ghost. The brothers I got dressed big like with this. a terrorist. Whoa, Dan. which is like a guy with a beard and a knife through his head. Yeah, so he's a dead terrorist. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know, but you can't... I mean, a different time, obviously, but the fact that they even called the name of the costume a terrorist. He's like, oh, my friends are doing it. It's like, what is happening right now? terrorist? It was wild. That was a wild moment in the movie. Then we have these sight gags where E.T. is attracted to Yoda... Because Hold, I'm, first of all, that universe. did make me laugh. That made well, me laugh a good deal. But we need to talk about the ghost costume real quickly. <laughs> because it doesn't add up. When it's when we're in the first person view, his eye holes are like perfectly here. Yes, when it's on him outside, there's one on his eye and one on his nipple, basically. That's how far apart and askew they are. And the, but then when we cut back to the point of view, it's like perfectly round holes right here. I, I this this drove me insane. And they they flip back and forth like six times. I did, I was out. This was he, this movie's dead to me starting did, now. Did ET have nipples? Yes. He did. He had nipples. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He definitely had nipples. It's <laughs> so gross. So they get out there, and somehow Gertie has now joined them as the the go- bonus ghost. So somehow bonus he ghost. left as Gertie, then Gertie has snuck yeah. out as another ghost. And it's like, how did Gertie, who's like got to be like four and a half years old, how do they coordinate with her? 
They will, you know, because kids. Because kids. <laughs> so Elliot is like, I got to take you somewhere in the forest. And somehow, somehow he's got all the equipment and yeah. E.T. And then we fly over the moon. Who's is he wearing a backpack? I I don't remember because I, I was focused so much on the ghost costume that I didn't see a lot else. <laughs> I think he did have a backpack. Okay. And then of course they come down and Elliot says, "Don't crash." And of course they crash because they're idiots. They uh, barely crash though. Like they land and then he turns the wheel. So really it's it's all his fault. So, yeah, it's stupid. So they set up the whole machine. Mom leaves because she's wearing her cat costume and she's got to get busy with, with somebody. You got to um, go to an adult party, have some adult fun, baby. Yeah. And so then the government moves in on their house. So the government has wait, has, figured, has has noticed the aliens in the house or was in the house. And they're sitting there watching everything. They watch they as, until they you know, leave. the ghost comes out and then they wait for her to leave, which is like so weird. Um <laughs> And well, I, they can handle the children. They can't handle a grown adult. That's hard. But there are no children. Whatever. So That's true. They left, too. You're right. The E.T. machine, Elliot puts a thing up in the tree branch so that the wind can blow the tree branch and move the thing. And it's like, eeky, eeky, yeah. eeky, eeky. And how does Elliot know to do that? Because they have a bond, I guess. He's, 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 but he's, he doesn't seem to – E.T. doesn't seem to, like, talk to Elliot. It's usually like it's just the feelings. They say that they feel each other. They never say they can re share thoughts. I think and he, that's just how I watched it. I think he mind controls him and then makes him do whatever he wants. I think he's just a that's fucked up. Then slave. don't fall asleep, Elliot. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Okay, now we're gonna get to what is my favorite favorite scene of the movie. Oh wow! The government in the house. Okay. What I don't even know it, if I remember what they did. What try try to throw your mind back to what the government does in the house. If I were the government, yeah. I would just ransack the house looking for the alien. No. What they That's do not what they do. Is they run a yellow extension cord into Elliot's room and pull it taut and it moves a chair. What? Wait, what? Literally, this is the scene. It's the hallway above the stairs. There's a okay. yellow extension cord plugged in in the hallway, and then it runs all the way to Elliot's room under the door, and there's a chair, and they need the full extension cord, so they pull it, and the chair gets pushed back against the wall. Okay. That's what the government has waited everyone to leave the house to do, <laughs> is to run an extension cord into Elliot's room and to move a chair, and to... To unintentionally move a chair. What does the extension cord do? I have no oh. freaking idea what the hell is going on with this stupid movie. <laughs> it is the most superfluous, useless scene that they have put into this movie to to go between one thing and another thing. I, and this is why I don't remember it, Dan. That doesn't seem like a scene worth remembering. So we're back outside. Elliot's getting sick. Give them time. He says to E.T., we could grow up together. Huh? Yeah, but I, isn't E.T. grown, you said? I don't know. He's 10 million know. years old. 
<laughs> Maybe his brain could grow back because it's so nasty. So, I mean, really, if you think about it, he could just stay with Elliot because that's like a blip in his life. That's like staying on Earth a week for, it, for us. It takes him a hundred years to do one blink. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elliot says, we could grow up together, to which E.T. says, home, home. This yeah. dude does not want to be with Elliot. No, he's like, please get me the fuck out of here. E.T. feels Elliot's pain. E.T. Elliot's out all night. Now the police are in. Now it's the next morning. The police are in the house. And Elliot appears and he is deadly sick. Yes. So he sends Mike to go looking for E.T. He's at the bald spot of the forest. Mike goes out there. And this is my other favorite part of the movie. We see E.T.'s corpse lying dead in a river with a raccoon eating yeah. him. Yeah, the raccoon was a good touch, I thought, too. <laughs> like, did you remember any of that from when you were a kid? No, of course not. So somehow Mike gets him home. Yeah, well, you know, now now that he's withered away a little bit, he's, you know, he's pretty small. You can just throw him over your shoulder and ride into town. <laughs> like, like, no one's going to notice. The government agents that are watching your house are not going to see Mike carrying this desiccated white body of E.T. home. No, nah, no, nah, he's got a potato sack. That's all it is. So he gets, they get home and sneaks in the house somehow, you know, avoiding mom. And then, yeah. then Mike is like to mom, you got to swear the most excellent promise you can ever make. Oh, Elliot makes her do this. And they show her E.T.'s body laying out in the bathroom. It's all chalky white and disgusting. And it's like so, I mean, that shot of E.T.'s body in the river is like one of my favorite shots in any movie of all times. Wow. I I love, it was so freaking weird. Is it? Is it cathartic at all for you to see him dead? I feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I'm just like, yes! I'm like, I wish Can I was that raccoon chewing on his <laughs> eyes. Just gnawing on his bones, tearing him to pieces. So Elliot says to his mom, after doing a whole swear thing, which isn't going to make... Which was completely unnecessary, actually. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. the, the, the jig is up. We're sick. I think we're dying. So the soul bond that he has between between he and E.T. is killing him. Yeah, it's not going so well for either of them, really. Yeah. Then NASA shows up. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> talk about NASA showing up, Tony. First of all, when they originally show up, they're not wearing. I don't remember this. I don't remember which time this is. This might have been when they breached the house earlier. I don't know, but at one point they're not even wearing hazmat suits. They're wearing spaceman suits. This is spaceman suits. This is this like is it's the spaceman it's as suits. If, it's as if they're on another planet and they don't know if they can breathe the oxygen, and they're just in a full-on astronaut thing. And I was like, "What? What? They're in full? Why is that? Literal astronaut suits." With the backs and the visors you can't see out of. Yeah. And they're acting like they're acting like it's zero G kind of. They're yeah, like I, and they're like stand. and they're not just like coming through the front door. They're like clawing at the coming windows. Through the windows. Yeah. 
I don't know what's going on in this scene, man. Like, it is ridiculous. It is insane. And so the astronauts come in, and they're at the windows, and there's a toy train going, and it's like, who, who? Oh, yeah. I'm like, why is there a toy train? Who turned on the toy train for no reason? They're just reason? trying to keep a little calm peace in the house, okay? People love trains. Then we have the March of the Faceless Government. Clomp, clomp, clomp. Yeah. They start marching up the street, rolling the thing that they're going to walk the tubing. It reminds me of the shot in Armageddon when the old the astronauts are all like slow-mo walking up the thing. And I was like, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great action sequence. Keys is getting in his hazmat suit inside of a van. Yeah. Everyone else is wearing yeah. all their stuff, but for some reason... He's got to put on a suit yeah. by himself in an empty white van. I'm like, why Why are we wasting one second of film on him getting into a suit in a van? Just because we want to... only sh- it was one second. And finally, we see Peter Coyote's face for the first time in the movie, an hour and 19 minutes into this, this, this mess. And who cares? I thought for some reason... I, and this is just me. I was like, oh, what if it's the dad? And the whole time he's been on a secret mission looking for aliens. No. And then it, it was just like a guy that they didn't want to show his face. Maybe they didn't have him for as many days as they wanted, the actor. So they were like, we'll use a, a body double that's for the what, rest of the movie. That's what and we have him for one day. They couldn't They couldn't afford Peter, Peter Coyote's uh, <laughs> number. Yeah, they couldn't do that. So now... We, we started in the whole E.T., save E.T., okay? Is that what they're really doing? We find out that they're sharing brainwaves. Yeah. yeah. And Elliot starts screaming, you're scaring him. Yeah. How are they scaring him, Tony? I think there's just a lot of people. I feel like he's kind of a shy alien. And so when there's too many people in the room, he gets a little, he gets a little nervous. Elliot also screaming, I can take care of him. Which obviously you can't, Elliot, because you're both dying. You're both dying. Um, You're losing that battle, bud. For some reason, they put them on beds within the distance of being able to touch themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Now, now, Tony, I'm going to ask you a question. If you have two people that are incredibly sick, do you leave them in the same room or do you put them in different rooms? Or do you put them in their own enclosures? I put them on the same bed. Same That's bed. what I do, dude. Yes. I put same bed. I put the same devices. I put one one button on his heart, one button on his heart, and I just link them up as as close as they can get. <sighs> Stupid, it's dumb stuff. So we find out all this stuff. It's a miracle. He has DNA, but he has bonus DNA. Blah blah blah. They start doing all. It, it turns into the TV show ER, where they're doing yeah, all yeah. this. Normal hospital stuff injecting well, him with the all. Thing, right? <laughs> what? I said that's the thing, right? They're doing all these human tests on this alien and trying to figure out what's wrong with him. It's like, guys, he's not from Earth. How? What are you? What are you planning on doing here? Well, more importantly, they're not just doing tests. They're injecting him with all sorts of tons of stuff. Things Let's try here. this. Let's try this. Let's try this one. It's like, God, that's too many stuff. This cocktail is going to kill him for sure. So, so wait, I wrote the next day. I don't know. So the plant starts dying. We're seeing the plant dying. And E.T. is yelling, 
You're killing him. Elliot, yeah, Elliot, Elliot is, is, is yelling. yelling. Yeah. You're killing him. You're killing him. Yep. Elliot's connection with him is what's killing. I mean, actually, we we have no idea what's killing it. Tech, yeah, we we don't know. But I'll it, tell you what's not killing him is these people genuinely trying to help him to save him because he's an alien. He's the first alien life form, and these people are all scientists, and they're like, we need to keep this specimen alive. And that's the whole thing is the whole Elliot seems to think, and thus E.T. seems to think, that these guess, guys yeah. are the bad guys. And they've made these guys, and I think you wanted to make this point, they've made the government guys the bad guys the whole movie. Are they the bad guys? But they're not. No, they're not bad guys at all. In fact, the one dude comes to the window and he's like, Elliot, if there's anything that you can think of that we're not already doing, tell us we're trying to help. And it's like, yeah, they are. This isn't like in mo- like in Stranger Things, they're definitely I'm going to I don't know why I keep doing it in Stranger Things. It's a not a fair comparison, I know that. But like they are the bad they're doing some bad shit. They're doing tests on on 11 and like it's not a good situation. These people are genuinely trying to help ET and Elliot. And, it's and, not I just <sighs> and Elliot's screaming like they're trying to kill him and the truth of the matter is is whatever weird connection they have is killing or does kill E.T. Because you think he point, does die. You think he dies and comes back to oh, life? He totally dies. He's Jesus. You know that, right? I do not. What are you? What? He's Jesus. People have positive. You can't just say E.T. E. Is, is Jesus and drop that knowledge like it's commonplace. E.T. is Jesus. Power to heal. <laughs> you, Power of telekinesis. Can he walk on water? We didn't see it. Although he is laying on the lake. He didn't drown. Didn't drown. Interesting. Okay, Tony, explain this to me. Walk on water. What is that? What what magic power is that? How would you? Levitation, homes. Levitation, telekinesis. It is Jesus. Jesus. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's Jesus. Jesus. Plants come to life. (laughs) So, so they do ER stuff to him. Elliot's crying. His mom is there. His brother is there. Everyone just has access. This is the worst quarantine I've ever seen in my life. Everyone is inside the bubble. That's what's weird. And like (laughs) the brother, doesn't he show up late even and like enter? I'm pretty sure. So like there's no security. (laughs) In in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, when they bring the people together, they like put them in cells and they jail them, you know, because that's what you do when you're controlling people. If you have a thousand people, you... You you do not want these people that could be infected with all sorts of ET diseases, you know, war of nope. the worlds, right? Ugh. Yep. Keep them separated. Keep them damn, separated. Damn, but damn, no. Damn, damn. No. Let everybody goes. Everybody does whatever they want. Anytime they yeah, do it. Do it. Doesn't matter. We're not paying attention to them <laughs> at all. So they somehow ET's like, you know, lets him go, lets Elliot go, and then Elliot gets better and ET dies. And they put him in this weird chamber. Yeah. So, uh, so Dan, when he comes back to life, then he comes back to life. Their soul bond is broken. You think probably, right? It has to be broken. Yeah. Interesting. Now, do you think this counts against his 10 million years old? Does he restart to zero? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe he has to connect with some human being and sap a life force out of there and then die. 
and then he comes back to life. It's kind of a Doctor Who thing. Cool. So he comes back to life. They have the stupid plant there, so we know he's come back to life. Um, yeah. And, and it's pretty immediate. This is why I don't like them. This is why this emotional manipulative bullshit. Because we have like a six minute scene of Elliot crying and like saying all like it's just like supposed to be heart wrenching. And again, as a kid, I fell for it. I was like totally into it. And then about eight, nine seconds later, it's just like, oh, wait, no, no, he's not dead. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Be happy. Fooled you. So well, dumb. And more importantly, as a movie thing, the kid does not do anything. No. Nothing any of these characters does saves him or kills him. We don't know why he died. We don't know why he came back to life. It might just be a natural progression of their species. They might be like the bird. What bird is that? The phoenix or whatever? It like molts yeah. itself and then just rises from the ashes. Who knows? We don't know anything about it. And the movie doesn't tell us anything about them. No. Nope. If you uh, if you have no rules, then there are no rules, and we don't know anything, and we don't as yeah. at least as adults, as a child, you, we can manipulate you because we're saying, yeah. "Oh, your friend just died. We just killed your friend. Yeah. He just died. You're sad. I'm a kid. I'm crying. A kid sees a kid crying. We feel it. But as an adult, we just watch it and we go like, "Why did he die? Why is Elliot freaking out? Yeah. And the people trying to save E.T.'s life, saying you're trying to kill him. Yep. Why are you doing these things to him? Why you, 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 you? They haven't done anything." 100%. They should be the ones that kill E.T. Or E.T. should die for Elliot. And that's the emotional scene. And then the payoff when he comes back to life is great. But instead, I watched this movie yesterday and I was like, when he comes back to life, I was like, well, then who the fuck cares? Why did I just watch everything I just watched? So now we steal a van with the E.T. With e. in it. Oh, which, which is a great moment because Elliot walks out of the tube, down the tube. There's adults in the tube they don't stop him from going into the van he just walks right into the van past people and then the brother's in the driver's seat of the van somehow not even in costume and elliot's like get your costume on how did he get in the van when he didn't have the costume on already and then a guy knocks on the window is like hey you're not a real person what's going on i this scene infuriated me and then the kids are gonna you know get your bikes meet at the playground and then the mom is able to drive away and back out like in the yep. midst of like their house they being just let everybody quarantined. Go. Yeah. And then, there's no security here. They're just like, I don't, yeah, whatever. Just do whatever you want. So the kids get to the playground. They they pull the van into the playground, which I thought was kind of nice. They pulled it right off through the curb and, and into the playground. Mm -hmm. And then the back doors open and the doors open. And Jesus, and E.T. Jesus is wrapped in this white cloth and he holds his e. hands out there to his supplicants and he glows <laughs> and like there's fog pouring out and like lighting. And it's like, Oh my God, this is yeah. a holy being. He has come back to life to start his new life as our savior. He doesn't do a very good job. So basically then the, um, there's like a bunch of chases and now it's, it's night. We, we chase the kids. So, Basically, yeah, for hours, yeah, for hours and hours, we chase the kids, and then they go to this. They go to the clearing, and the alien spaceship comes down. At one point, don't people pull guns? Where were the guns? There were shotguns at one point. It's that's when they shotguns. they fly. 
when they fly again, the shotguns have been pulled oh, out yeah, and they shotguns. fly over the cars. Yes, they they pull the two cars together. They have shotguns out and the kids fly over the fly over. Why the are you park. pulling shotguns out? You didn't even stop them from leaving the house. Why are you now all of a sudden you upset? Well, actually, that doesn't make any sense. That is the you, you reminded me of one of the other worst scenes in this movie. <laughs> the kids have like evaded the cars and they're riding their bikes, and it's this kind of tight <laughs> shot of the kids, and then a. Th- Thousand people on foot Just, launch out behind them and running after them. That's You're right. like, what? What is that? Who would say yes to that shot? Like, right? And where did they come from? Don't they have cars? Why wouldn't they be out of the cars? If I see kids coming down a, a rural street. I just walk out into the street and I'm in front of them. No, they wait yeah. till the kids are passing them on bikes to run and out and try to catch up. Yeah, it, that you. I've totally forgot about that. It's like one of the dumbest shots in the. It, oh God, it's so stupid. So, so basically, they all evade, and the mom and Gertie and Peter Coyote, everyone gets there. The spaceship lands. They they drop the thing. Et's gonna leave. He has little moments with everybody, and then he his sure. finger lights up, and he says to Elliot, uh, "I'll be right here." Et purrs some more because it's weird. Which so. Now I'm a little confused because he does purr there. Does he re-engage the soul bond? Are they dead? Are they going to die again now? Oh, endless. I don't care. care. AT gets on the ship. The ship leaves and leaves a rainbow behind it. Yeah, which is you know just like all leprechauns do. So I don't think this is a science fiction movie. I think this is a fantasy movie, and I think it's Hmm. it's just. I don't know if it's a fairy tale or whatever it is, but if you come at this movie like it's a science fiction movie, you're just going to be incredibly disappointed because it's, oh, it's just w- one million percent. Yeah. If it, you come at this as a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old and you fall in love with the idea of having an alien best friend, well, here you go. I mean, if you call best friend a thing that causes you to die. And barely does anything fun with you. Uh, That's do my problem. Fun? I no, I want I wanted them to become friends. That's what I it in my head, that's what I remember is like they they like become best friends and then they have to break apart. It's not it's not really that at all. It's just kind of, he's just there. It's just yeah. kind of there and then he's not there. I mean, what it should be is we should have this center of the movie where they become friends and Elliot doesn't have any friends because his brother's yep. older brother, they're not, he's not allowed to play D&D. They were going to let him play D&D, yep. which is bullshit. Yeah, then he's not even getting bullied <laughs> by his own family. Like, he's totally included. He's just like a normal guy. I don't... I, I don't he, know, just, we need some, some standard bullying. <laughs> we, yeah, 100%. We need to have some fun with E.T., go sledding or do something really stupid that, that would annoy yeah. me for different reasons. And then the government comes, takes E.T. away. The further they're split away, E.T. dies because they're split away. Yes. And then E.T. comes back to life. The kids rescue when him. the boy is there. And yeah. then they free him. And Peter Coyote is not like Steven Spielberg's stand-in that's like, I've dreamt of finding aliens my entire life. Tell me what to do. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this movie so so sets up this whole government. The government is evil when the government never did anything evil except break into their house and use an extension cord. And they, yeah, even when they break in, they don't know they don't do anything. They didn't do anything. Like it's fine. Well, they stole some. Fine. Of their, they stole some of their power. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, listen, where are you going to get power in the middle of the street, Dan? You can't. Doesn't exist. (laughs) They don't have portable generators. Jeez. This movie is dumb. This movie is dumb. And having now watched this and Mac and me, I pick Mac and me. I one hands down. I pick Mac and me any day of the week. I would never sit through this movie again. This movie's terrible. No, just but dumb. give me a dance break in McDonald's. I'm in, dude. One hundred percent. There and the chases are funnier and better than Mac and me. Yes, there's and there's like gags. there's some they do gimmicks. Yes, like all everything about it is so much better. I now feel terrible for everyone who made Mac and me because it is <laughs> leagues better than ET. They have the whole vacuum cleaner making me spinning. Yes, around. goes up the the wall. We have actual emotional moments. Where we think Mac and me's parents are gonna die in that cave, and they have to give them. Well, they get shot stuff. or whatever, right? Like, don't they get fucked up? I mean, we get a funny scene in a grocery store. I mean, I honestly, so they were like, oh, we need to make an E.T. for a new generation. But really what it is is someone watched E.T. and was like, this movie could be way better. And then they made a better version and nobody cared. That's upsetting. It's just angry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's E.T. I think we we covered enough of it. Um, The rainbow at the end. So stupid. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? What the hell is that? (sighs) Okay, so now it's the point in the show where we talk about something we liked. Um, Last night, Netflix just dropped this uh, series of uh, half an hour shows, seven of them, which are uh, Martin Scorsese interviewing Fran Lebowitz called Pretend It's a City. And you don't know who Fran Lebowitz is. Do you know who Fran Lebowitz is? No, no. She's this crazy New York writer, and okay. she just like grouses about everything in a very, very funny way. And that sounds, yeah, it sounds right up your alley. It's super fun. She's she's hilarious because she's a crank, and there's nothing funnier than a good crank who actually yeah. is intelligent and has a sense of humor. And we watched like a bunch of them last night, and so uh, check that out. I, I'll have to. I'll have yeah. to watch that. Are you ready for mine, Dan? You're gonna you're gonna staunchly disagree with what I'm about to say. Yes, I am. So we have been digging through our HBO Max because uh, we just finished our Entourage watch along uh, rewatch. All we watched all of Entourage. Great, I love that show. And so we found something else that we had never really watched: uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, and it turns out I I mean it's. It's very – it's a formulaic sitcom, yeah. sure. But unlike a lot of those shitty sitcoms out there, it does it pretty well. Like, it's – it's it follows the beats. It's got some good jokes. Yeah. And the character of Sheldon perfect. is amazing. And it it for me, it overshadows all of the mistakes the show makes so yes. far. We've, yeah. only, we're, we've watched like two seasons this week. Yeah. That's how much we're like enjoying the Sheldon character. He's, I could really take or leave everyone else. He's a great character, and he plays yeah. him amazingly. Fucking Jim Parsons! Oh my god, he's amazing. And but when you read more about the show, and like a lot of the misogyny and the like, a lot of the stuff in those other characters is really problematic. And oh, for sure, they're creepers, and they're <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah, really weird are. issues of 
you know, it's like that's why I I had to turn off Family Guy because of the what's the what's the rapist guy on that um, that lives next door to him, Peter. He's got the square. Oh, head Quagmire. I, yeah, I just couldn't deal with that. Character's freaking sure. rapist. And yeah, just, yeah, he's not a good guy. Yeah, not a good guy. And giggity, giggity. And it's like <laughs> I I'm, I can't watch a show where they treat the character that's literally a rapist as if he's okay. I get it. Yeah, I get it. And I think Third Rock, or not Third Rock, uh, whatever that stupid show is. I do like about. Third Rock, though. Big it's kind of like yeah. that. The the one weird friend is just yep. like really weird. And, Wallowitz. Yeah. yeah. He is actually, he kind of looks like Quagmire, too, now that you're saying that. That's why. weird. That's. <laughs> I wonder why. You okay. smug son of a bitch. So I will not condemn you too much, but I have no interest. It's, I, for, for me, Sheldon, just getting to see this character kind of go through some shit is is worth it, but I totally get yeah. I the the rest of the group is like, ugh. well, they really put Sheldon through it. He gets punished for all of his bad deeds, right? Yes, it's kind of like how Fraser is. Yeah, and he put he, the fact that he's the only one kind of bothers me because you know Niles goes through some shit on Fraser too. Yeah, so it's not just Fraser that gets shit on, but it is just Sh- Sheldon that kind of gets the brunt oh, really? of it. All the other guys because uh, Leonard go about Leonard's an asshole. The oh, other really? room, the other main roommate, I hate him. I absolutely hate that character, and I want him to die. But he, you know, he's just kind of fine. He gets the quote unquote hot girl next door. I don't know. I have a lot of issues with the show, but Sheldon Sheldon makes up for it. Well, and that's the thing about a great actor can embody a role even in sort yeah. of product that's not the greatest product in the world and and really make it his own and really really run the table. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. So we're gonna continue on with Hate Week, and I picked a movie I'm that I'm I've not ready for this. Wanted to have to make Tony watch for a long time. And I talked about it before. I, I envision a sister show where I make Tony watch foreign films because I think that would be the funniest thing ever. And so, as you can imagine, this is a foreign film. Great. And it ties into Tony's name even because this movie was made in the Czech Republic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. In this is going to be good. Holy shit, Dan. <laughs> 70s foreign movies? <laughs> Come on. This movie is, they call it an experimental animated adult sci-fi film. Not not porno. <laughs> but like four of those five <laughs> adjectives I'm out on. These are all words Tony does not like hearing. <laughs> it's a movie called Fantastic Planet. He's never Fantastic. heard of it. Fantastic. No, I'm writing it down so I don't forget. <laughs> I don't want to have to rewatch this episode just to know what we're watching. My brother took me to this film maybe, maybe in 73 or 74. We might have gone and seen this when, because I saw it when I was a kid. And okay. we went, went somewhere and saw it at a repertory theater. And I just left that movie like my brain had melted out of my mind. I like was like, <laughs> I had like maybe two things that happened to me as a kid where I'm just like, what is happening? The other one was I watched <laughs> David Bowie on Saturday night live when I was, had, I had the flu and a fever of a lot of like a million. <laughs> I woke up and watched David Bowie on Saturday night live with Klaus Nomi. And I was just like, what is happening to me? <laughs> and these were what like this? two of my primary damaging things that happened to me in my childhood. Uh, psychologically, and Fantastic Planet is the other one. Oh my god! All right, 
This is going to be a, a real trip, Dan. You're going to enjoy it. I, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll love it. You, you don't know, because I'm not going to read the subtitles. So I'll just watch the color, the visuals. It'll be fine. You have to read the subtitles, don't you? You can't fall asleep, and you have to watch this, read the subtitles. Dan, first of all, about... I promise you, I will fall asleep. I, I will well, absolutely fall asleep. You, Maybe twice. Gonna... I'm going to have to start this movie on Wednesday so that I can finish it by Saturday. Because I'm going to expect copious notes to you about what what they're talking copious about culturally notes. and psychologically and what it all means and oh, what, they're, what they're saying to you about it, Tony. This is going to be a great week. I am <laughs> really looking forward to it. <laughs> You're an animal. I'm so happy. Oh, <laughs> fantastic planet. It sounds like a good movie. Fantastic planet. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? We will find out next week. I guess we'll see. Well, I'm Dan. If you like this show, leave us a comment. If you don't like us a show, leave us two comments. Uh, likes are appreciated. Subscribers are appreciated. If you make it to the end, and share it to all your friends and tell tell them why you didn't like it. Yeah, put it on Facebook. You know, spread the word about why it's bad. And if you're a big fan of ET, I love this movie, and Tony hated it. There it is. Come at me, bro. <laughs> oh. Thanks for stopping by. Bye, everybody. Hey, watch it!